just a real quick question to the Sunday school class. How many people would be interested in morning sessions during the revival? One, two, three, four. So, I mean, how many is, are, are y'all going to come with him? <laughs> He's on his own. Uh, okay, I, I'm, I'll do that again during Sunday school. And if you get under conviction, you can raise your hand then. Uh, but I, I need to count because before we, uh, you know, solidify the thing, uh, I'd like to have at least a, a few people here because uh, there's a couple things that's going to happen that, that you don't know about yet that I know about. So uh, you just got to trust me. And again, why not just take off anyways uh, and just play it by ear and let the Lord have his way. Amen. And that way, if, uh, if we do have them, you have them. If you don't, you just lose money. That's funny. Come on. Uh, Genesis chapter 24. Man, you guys are stiff this morning. David Loman, I talked to Brother Loman uh, the other day, and he sent me a big long letter. And they left out of uh, Kiev. They left from where they were at. They shot all the way across. Uh, they were going into Poland. And he said the line to get into Poland was 12 hours long uh, to go across the border. Yeah. So uh, he, he said they'd be there probably for a couple days uh, before they got through. And uh, a lot of people going through. But there are, are some missionaries uh, still in the in country that's got to stay there. There's a couple that have uh, orphanages and stuff of that nature taking care of young people. Uh, so that's going to be there. Uh, but, brother, this kind of thing has always happened. It always will happen. Uh, 6,000 years we've been doing nothing but fighting and killing each other. Uh, and being killed, and, and no matter what you do, that's just exactly what it is. So for us, for us, the blessing for us is just don't get involved in it. Uh, it it'll happen. You need to pray because uh, I, think, I think I'm military. I got a military background, not the greatest in the whole wide world, but I got enough. Uh, I was in places where I watched a lot of things happen. I had the clearances to get me into spots. Uh, I don't really worry about anything. Uh, we got just as many nukes as they got, but boy, then things start flying and you're actually talking about a nation right now, Russia, which has quite a few, quite a few things that they can do things with. Uh, and, and they have a leader that is just pretty much like Hitler. Uh, Stalin was worse than, than the uh, Germans ever were. Uh, I'm not trying to scare you or anything. I'm just telling you, this is facts. Uh, you're not talking about a little Middle East country that has uh, donkeys and camels that are riding around with guns and maybe an F-14 every now and then. Uh, you're talking about a nation that actually has the stuff, and they're in, in a nation right next to them that's not a NATO nation, and they're blowing that nation up. And I'm telling you what, they're not afraid to go and do what they want to do. Uh, but you get your Bible out, and you start reading your Bible, and guess what's going to happen one day? Just that. This may not be that. But boy, this thing could go into something real quick. It didn't take uh, a king and, and uh, was assassinated in... And World War II, that's what started World War I, actually, uh, over there. And a nation turned against a nation, and next thing you know, you got World War I. Out of that bred uh, Adolf Hitler, and he came up through there, and World War II came out of that thing. Uh, and it's all aggression. Uh, Russia wants to aggress back into, they want to take the land back. They used to own all that. They had Poland, uh, uh, Ukraine, Romania. All those nations were part of the, Roman, uh, the Russian Empire. And when that thing failed, then all of a sudden, you know, everybody says, oh, it's gone, it's gone, it's gone. Uh, well, we're weak right now as a nation, so this has nothing to do politically. I'm just saying there's nothing to worry about. God is in control. 
Uh, and if we start worrying about what man can do, uh, you know, the Lord says he, he punishes those who are respecter of persons. Uh, I get to preach my message on Jeremiah this morning. I, I got it printed off, and I went through and did a couple changes here and there. But I'm telling you, brethren, that this whole world, we, we look at, at people. Uh, I had somebody yesterday, they called me a, um, wasn't an alpha male. They said I was a sigma male. And I'm like, what is a sigma? And they said, well, an alpha needs a crowd to be around them so they can be in charge. Uh, a sigma don't stink and care about anybody. They're like, a, a, they're an extreme alpha. And I said, well, that's me, man. I said, I don't need nobody around me. I don't care. You put me out in the middle of the desert all by myself, and I'm perfectly happy. Uh, and I'll take care of myself, and I know exactly how to do it. Uh, and this world, you know what you need to do? You need to be a sigma too. <laughs> also, that's what you need to shoot for. Because you never know when you're going to be alone. Genesis 24, back to this right here. Uh, you know what Abraham was? He was a sigma, I guess. Uh, that's that's Greek, Greek, one of the Greek alphabet letters. But uh, in verse 20, chapter 24, we started this last time. I want to read the first couple of verses here if I can. Uh, and Abraham was old and well stricken in age. And the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. And Abraham uh, said unto his elder servant uh, of the house that ruled over all that he had, Put, I pray thee, thy hand under my thigh. And I will make thee swear by the Lord, uh, by, the Lord uh, by the Lord, the God of heaven, and the God of the earth, and thou shalt not take a wife unto my son of the daughters of the Canaanites, among whom I dwell. But thou shalt go uh, unto my country and to my kindred, and take a wife unto my son Isaac. Uh, and the servant said unto, the, uh, unto him, Preventure, the woman will not be willing to follow me unto this land. Must I needs bring thy son again unto the land from whence thou camest? And Abraham said unto him, Beware thou... Thou bring not my son thither again. The Lord God of heaven, which took me from my father's house and from the land of my kindred, and which spake unto me, uh, and that swear unto me, saying, Unto thy seed will I give this land. He shall send his angel before thee, and thou shalt take a wife unto my son from thence. And if the woman will not be uh, willing to follow thee, then thou shalt uh, be clear from this my oath, and bring not, only bring not my son thither again. And the servant put his hand under his thigh, uh, the thigh of Abraham, his master, and swear unto him uh, concerning this matter. Father, again, thank you for your blessings this morning. Thank you for the word of God. Uh, Lord, thank you for a story uh, like we're getting ready to read here, or we have just read and that we're going to delve into just a little bit. Uh, Lord, what a great God you are and a great... Uh, one to follow. Lord, this world has nothing uh, for us, never did have anything for us, never will have anything for us. Uh, Lord, when, when I was lost, it had nothing for me, and, and Lord, I knew that, and then I got saved, Lord, and I, I started uh, walking down a path, Lord, and I started seeing some things that, that is just unbelievable to me, and uh, this book has changed my life, and uh, Lord, you have changed uh, everything about me. Lord, I still have a long way to go, but I sure appreciate uh, what you've done, Lord, uh, thank you for stories all through our Bibles. Uh, Lord, if we just read them, uh, we'd see your character and what you wish to do for us and, and with us. And Lord, uh, our lives could be just like Abraham's and Isaac's and Jacob's and everybody else down through here. Uh, Lord, we don't have to be like Balaam. Lord, we don't have to uh, do, hear the word of God and not do it. Lord, uh, what we need to do is hear the word of God and do it. 
Father, again, thank you for your blessings. Bless the morning uh, Sunday school lesson, and we'll praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Abraham, Abraham's sitting here. I like Abraham. Abraham is sitting. It says right there in the verse, it says, uh, and Abraham was old and well-stricken. A lot of people say a lot of strange things, which is stupid. Abraham is sitting down like this. Uh, he's old, well-stricken. He's, he's an old man. Uh, Eliezer comes in, and, and he says, Abraham. He said, Eliezer, put your hand under my thigh. That's what he did right there. Now, you know what that is? That's submission. Number one, that's submission. He was willing to submit himself to the man that he thought God put him under, which was Abraham. He did not care that he was a servant. He did not care that he was bought. He did not care nothing about that. He cared because he was Abraham's servant. Hey, the guy was second to Abraham. He had control of everything Abraham had. He was like Joseph uh, in, in uh, Egypt. Uh, Joseph was a slave, came in as a slave, bought as a slave, put in a prison, became second to Pharaoh. He was still second to Pharaoh. He was. You know, you never hear Joseph said, rats, man, I'm the only second to Pharaoh. You hear people that all the time. You know, they want to be something and, they, uh, and they're never happy with what God let them be. Uh, sometimes God lets you be stuff and you'll find out you're not happy with what God let you be. Uh, it just, there's pressure no matter what you do. And, and we think that if we move or elevate ourselves or climb the ladder, I knew a guy one time says, I need to climb the ladder of success. And he destroyed all kinds of stuff. Um, because once he got there, he didn't know what to do. You ever read that story you know, over there where, uh, David, uh, is exiled out of Jerusalem. Uh, he runs out in a desert. Absalom's out after him. And there's two runners and Absalom gets killed and two runners, a young man wants to run, but he has nothing to say. You know, if you're going to run, make sure you have something to say when you run. If you don't have nothing to say, shut your mouth. And that's what Joab tried to tell the young man, but the young man just wouldn't listen. Uh, you know what that tells you? There's a lot of young people who will not listen. They got it, man. I, I got it. I know exactly what I'm going to do. I got it. No, you don't, but that's okay. Go on and run. And when you run into the wall down there somewhere and hit your head, bounce off of it a couple times, I'm going to let the guy run that I know knows what's going on. He gets the second guy. He says, now you go run. The other guy, oh, let me run, let me run. I can run, I can outrun him. So what? You can outrun him. I don't care. You know there are people faster than you? Amen. There's people probably younger than, than, and that older guy was probably somebody who was very well trained. Uh, when he got in front of uh, David, he could say, Lord, how am I going to tell you your son's dead? And do this in a way that's going to be pleasing to you. The other guy had nothing to say. Oh, I've seen a commotion, man. I really don't know what went on. But there was something going on. That's what most people do. They have no idea. Abraham's servant, or Eliezer here, knows exactly what's going on. Eliezer isn't offended because he says, I'm not going to take... Jacob ends up having a couple sons. Esau and... Uh, well, Esau and Jacob, Isaac has two sons. And Esau, because... Jacob, or because Isaac sent uh, Jacob away back to where he got his wife from to get him a wife, uh, Esau goes into the land and marries people that he shouldn't have married. And it's caused problem every this day. Brethren, you know, I'm going to say a couple of things during morning service, but uh, you got to get to the place where God's right. You're in a world that's against God. And it's going to get more and more against God as we move on. Uh, you're going to find out that this world has nothing... What's going on over in the Ukraine right now has nothing to do with the Lord. It has to do with control. And it has to do with there's coming a day when Israel is going to come back into play with this thing. And everything from the north is going to come down and from the east. Did you see the picture with Putin and uh, the prime minister of China together? They're all chubby, chubby, chubby. They're all real nice and close together. 
That's your kings of the east and the, and the guys from the north. They're both set side by side right now, agreeing with what's going on. The rest of the world, who cares what the rest of the world thinks? You got two world powers sitting there. I don't care about China too much. You know what I care about China for? They're people. They said you'd melt the barrels off of your guns shooting Chinese before you got them all. The amount of people that we have in our military, and the, they got 1.2 billion people, maybe 1.3 billion people in their country right now. Now, I'm telling you what, that's a lot of people. And you start putting guns in those people's hands, and they come, and you start shooting and 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 shooting. Your guns, the barrels of your guns will bend down, and they will still be coming. I mean, it's just going to be a mess. But Abraham's over here. You know what Abraham is? He's a loner. He's out by himself. He says, I don't want nothing to do with any of that. I want to stay away from that. It's, it's very important that you know who you marry. Now, if you're already married, forget it. Forget it. There's nothing I can do for you. It's over. You just need to suck it up, buttercup, and deal with it. Uh, because there's not, not a lot you're going to do at this point. But however, uh, I've told people before, if you're going to get married, you better make sure that you know who, what you're doing. You need to, number one, know who you are, number one. You need to understand who you are. Uh, if you don't know who you are, you'll marry the, the person that you think you need to marry, and that person will shift off, and then you'll try to shift, and you'll always be following that person. Uh, you should never follow a person. Now, woman, wait a minute, let me back that up. Men, you should never follow your wife. If you do, mm, I'll pray for you. <laughs> Because, because when you do that, what you're going, now I'm not telling you, I'm not telling you, go home. I had a guy one time, well, the man's supposed to be the, the king of his castle. That's, a, you're a moron. Uh, you are a king, of, I am a king of my castle, uh, but my wife made the castle. I built the castle, but she puts it all together. Uh, and, and, and the queen, boy, I tell you what, man, there's a couple of verses about a contentious woman in a brawling house over in Proverbs. Uh, it, it's better to be out in the middle of the desert all by yourself than with that. Uh, so if you're married, it's a, it's a, uh, I was on the way over here this morning, and Beth was talking about Adam and Eve. It's an amazing thing. You know, Adam and Eve had the perfect marriage. God put them together at the beginning. There, that's an important thing to know, because she heard Chuck Swindoll say this. And uh, I heard somebody the other day got mad because I mentioned Chuck Swindoll or, or uh, uh, Charles Stanley in a, in a conversation. about. But I'll, I'll say this right now. So Chuck Swindoll, it could have been Charles Stanley, but I think it was Chuck Swindoll. Either one of them. It was a good thing. It was a good thing. But, <laughs> but, uh, but he goes, Adam and Eve were put together by God. The thing started out right. Then they ate the fruit and sinned. And they worked their way through that problem. And they got through it. Then they had a couple kids, and one killed one of them. Killed the other one. And they lost both. You know what they did? They worked their way through the problem. And they kept working their way through the problem. And they kept working. Then they had a ton and ton of other kids, and they kept working themselves through the problem. They never quit. And they stuck together and got through the end. Uh, what happens is if God don't put the thing together at the beginning, uh, and, and as time goes down the road, you tar, start shifting apart, it's going to take a whole lot to hold that thing together. And I'm telling you, the thing to do is not do that. Abraham knows that here. I was on a ship one time. up on the Man, I don't know if I'll get past verse 1 again. Uh, but I was on a ship, and I was up on the 04 level, the Scott, and we're out in the middle of the ocean, and, and I was up there by myself working on a piece of gear, and here's these big old four guys come up here, big old black guys. And they're good guys, man. They were all my friends. They come up here, and one of them said, Mike. I said, yeah. And I mean, here it is. I'm, I'm on top. It's open. The 04 level's about as big as this room right here on the forward aft, uh, forward side, and the aft side had another one where you go down. 
But I'm up on this thing working, and, and you walk over to that edge right there. There's like where the handrail is. That's the handrail. You look over the handrail, there's water down there four stories down. I mean, that's it. There's just water. Water, water, everywhere water. And these guys, what's wrong with a white guy marrying, or a black, black, black guy marrying a white woman? I'm like, whoa. Four big black guys come up on the, this isn't racial at all, guys. This is fact. I said, I'm sitting there going, I'm going swimming. They're going to throw me over the side. I said, oh, God, help me get out of this. And uh, all of a sudden, I said, oh, you know, see, sometimes you try to figure your way out of something, you get yourself in trouble. Uh, I asked the Lord, I said, help me, help me, help me. And I said, oh, you know, Moses married a black girl. He, he married a girl, and, and uh, Miriam and Aaron got mad. Next thing I know, Miriam's a leper. And they go, yeah, you're right, all four of them. I said, let me ask you a question. I said, if you four guys take a white girl home to your mommy and daddy, what's your mommy going to say? You know what all four of them told me? They said they would, she would be awful mad at us. I said, hey, if your sister comes home with a white guy, what do you think? Of, he goes, I ain't going to like that at all. Now, see, we've been told today that that, I'm telling you what, four big black guys told me, not good men, good men, friends of mine on that ship, what they told me on that ship. And they looked at me like, yeah, you're right. I said, hey, let me ask you a question. Why would you want to add any other issues into, now, if you're saying Mike's against interracial marriages, I did not say that. Uh, I tell you what, some interracial marriages work better than racial mar uh, marriages within the races. You know why? Because at least they pray. If you go overseas, that's a norm. It's not about America. It's about the world, the world system. The world system, you got to look at the system. Uh, Abraham, Abraham, Isaac, Abraham had Hagar caused some issues, but he still had her. Uh, when you start looking at all this stuff, you got to put the Lord in the center of this thing. And these guys, I said, the point here I'm trying to make is, why interject anything into a relation that's going to cause problems down the road and a marriage is hard enough to keep together as it is? And all four of them looked at me and said, said brother, you're right, man. I said, I'm not saying blacks and whites, purples and pinks and greens and orange can't get married. I didn't say that. I'm like saying, if you're going to do this, you better make sure that, that, that you can manage that thing and that the Lord's in it. If the Lord's in it, who cares? If the Lord's not in it, then you need to stop and say, hey, is it my flesh or is it the Lord? If it's the Lord, guess what? He'll work out all the problems. That's what Abraham is saying here. He goes, I've been in the land where I'm at. I don't want my son. And not only that, this is an important thing. Isaac is not a normal kid. Isaac's not a normal young man. He is a, a man chosen by the Lord. And this young man has got something out in front of him that I don't know completely about yet. But I'm going to protect everything about him and his seed. Rebecca's a Gentile. Rebecca is not uh, a Hebrew. She's a, she is, well, she is of his lineage, uh, which puts him in it, but she is a type. So you got types here going on. Abraham's a type of God the Father. Isaac's a type of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Isaac was in the, the, the bowels of Abraham in his loins. And that's another reason why he said, put your hand under my loin. Uh, Abraham was, Isaac was in the loins of Abraham when he was up there with Haran, up there where they were at. And when he left up there and came down, he brought him in the loins. And, and he talks about Levi being in the loins of, of uh, Jacob uh, before they ever got there. So the priesthood, it goes on and on and on. But God the Father, Abraham's the type of God the Father. Isaac's the type of Jesus Christ. Eliezer's a picture of the Holy Ghost. And Rebekah is a picture of us, the Gentile church. And he's going to go, and he says, you're not going to take my son back there again. 
You know salvation is one of the most important things you'll ever get in your life? Amen. Uh, it, it is so good. <laughs> I mean, you're talking about secure. You get it one time. That's all you get. You get one shot at this thing through life. One shot. Uh, you have a life to live. You ought to live it to the fullest. You ought to, you ought to find any way you can to live your life to the fullest the right way. Uh, but during this period called life, you better find Jesus Christ. Because after this life is over, this is the only shot you got in this lifetime is to get Jesus Christ. And to understand some things about God once you get it. Uh, guess what? Jesus Christ ain't coming back to this planet no more for salvation. He's not going to come back to get his bride. He's going to, well, he is. He's going to come to the atmosphere and get it. He's not going to touch down. He's getting his bride and he's leaving. Now, either you're part of his bride or you're not. I chose that in 1980, man. I was tickle pink, man. I got to be his bride. Uh, but, but Abraham, old, well, stricken in age, and he goes down uh, and he says in verse, verse 6, and Abraham said, Beware uh, that, thou bring it, that thou bring not my son thither again. He's not going to bring Isaac back. Isaac was in Haran at one time, in the loins of Abraham. He is not going back there. The bride, and, and I, I probably want to stick on this one for a few minutes, if I may, if I don't uh, get everybody all upset. Rebecca is a Gentile, and Eliezer is going to go in this story, and he's going to go to the land where he wants to be, and he's going to find the bride, and he's going to do it at the guiding of his master. Verse 7, it says, And the Lord God of heaven... Uh, which took me from my father's house and from uh, uh, the land of my kindred, which spake, uh, which spake unto me, and that swear unto me, saying, Unto thy seed will I give this land. Uh, he, shall, he shall send his angel before thee, and he shall take a wife unto my son from thence. Uh, you got to get to the place where you trust God. You have to trust God in your life. Uh, and you say, well, what do I do while I'm waiting? Have you ever thought about maybe just getting right? Uh, trying to figure out what God wants you to do in life. That's why I said you need to know who you are. Uh, you need to understand completely what God wants you to do in this life. There, there's an opportunity for everybody to do something for God. You don't all have to preach. Uh, that would be foolish of me to say, oh, you need to all be preachers. Go out on the side. No, I think you all should be witnesses for Jesus Christ. But to be a preacher is a totally different thing than, than to be a witness for Jesus Christ. But you're not a good witness. I tell you what, most companies, when they hire you, they hire you for a purpose. Uh, and you need to fulfill that purpose. If you lied on your application to get that job, when you get there, you're going to soon find out that you are not able to do that purpose. And you're going to feel very inadequate. And the, you're either going to get fired or you're going to quit. Uh, you should always know exactly. I knew always what I could do. I knew my capabilities. I knew what I could fix and what I couldn't do. I knew I was a great tech. Uh, you say, well, that's, that's arrogant. No, that's not arrogant. That's a fact. I just knew what I was. And I could talk my way into just about any situation when it comes to a techie job. And, but I, I found out after a while that I just didn't like it. I, I, they sent me to a lot of schools, and I hated the schools. After a while, you know, I realized, I said, that wasn't me anymore. I didn't want that. There was a day when I'd give my entire life for that. Uh, there, there became a day I didn't. Uh, day, uh, Abraham is sitting here going, I know exactly what I've been in my whole life, and now it's not about me no more, it's about my son Isaac. And God's still got something going on in my life, not a whole lot anymore, but I have to make sure this last thing is taken care of, and I need to make sure Isaac gets a bride from the right place. Uh, if not, something down the road is going to happen, and I don't, I don't need to do that. 
John 6.43, uh, Abraham doesn't know this, but in 6.43 it says, Jesus therefore answered and said unto them, Murmur not among yourselves. No man can come unto the Father, can come to me except the Father uh, which had sent him, draw him, and I will raise him up in the last day. you got to get to the place where you trust God. The Lord knows if I'm going to send somebody there that I'm going to, and Abraham said, the angel of the Lord is going to go before you and get to the land, and he's going to get the one that he wants. Uh, I waited nine years for Beth. Uh, me and Beth laugh about that thing all the time. Uh, I waited nine years for her. Uh, I, I don't think she waited quite nine years for me, but she waited, she waited some amount of time for me also. Uh, the Lord was working in her life at the same rate he was working in mine. But it took me nine years to get my life in a place where uh, everything flowed into place. Uh, and, and I mean, you have, to, you have to stop and say, well, why would the Lord do that? Because I could damage something before I even get started if I don't work the thing out. Now, you can work all kinds of things out after it happens, but, but if you wait on God, you know what you do? You develop that relationship with him. You always hear me talk about relationship, 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 relationship. It's all a relationship, by the way. Uh, Abraham had a great relationship with the Father. You know why? He had a great relationship with the angel of the Lord. You know why? Because he listened. He did what he was supposed to do. Uh, verse 8, but the Lord says this, the, the type, Abraham being a type of God, says this, verse 8, and if the woman will not be willing to follow thee, then thou shalt be clear from this oath, uh, only bring not my son thither again. The servant, type of the Holy Ghost, cannot make anybody, anyone, do anything, only reveal the offer. The offer was revealed to each and every one of us. That's it, man. It was, it was revealed. Uh, you have got to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, thou shalt be saved. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, we have a part. I've heard people say, well, that's works. That, you're a moron. Not necessarily any of you, but people in the world is. Uh, that's works. You're wor no, no, no. It has nothing to do with works. An offer was made to me. I have to accept that offer. People say, what is salvation? It's accepting that offer. It's really nothing. I mean, there's no, you're not going to get the, uh, you're not going to get nothing. You ever watch a movie and you hear the music in the background? You ever wonder where the music comes from? I mean, I mean, you're out in the middle of the ocean, and you know there ain't no band anywhere, anywhere. But where's that music coming from? Uh, that's what they think salvation is—that you're just going to hear this. You don't necessarily hear that. You know what it is? It's an offer. I go into Kroger's. I want a thing, a tub of ice cream. Uh, I pick up the ice cream. I'm saying ice cream because Beth is she did this to me, and I can't have ice cream anymore. Uh, she's taking everything away from me. Y'all need to pray for me. Uh, <laughs> But I did go in yesterday, I sinned. I went into Kroger's and I went over to the deli area and I was looking. So it has to be a woohoo or I ain't going to buy nothing. And I figured if a cheesecake is on woohoo, it's God's will. So, you know, that's it. Yeah. Because there was only like 12, 13 bucks. And if they're like 9, 10 bucks and 5 bucks or whatever, that's God's will. And I know that he wants me to have a piece of cheesecake. So anyways, I go into the thing and, and there is nothing on clearance. Nothing. And the lady says, what you looking for? I said, well, I said, I'm looking for deals, and I said, there ain't no deal here. She said, oh, yeah, you see those Boston cream pies out there? They had two of them. I mean, nice, big, nice Boston cream pie things. Do you eat any of that? Oh, it is? Okay. <laughs> so, so anyways, uh, uh, I wasn't going to, I was controlling myself, and I said, give me one of those things. So I give her one, and she puts a $5 sticker on it, $5 and something, some change. And, uh, I mean, she, she reduces it almost to nothing. And she goes, now do you want it? I'm like, oh, it has to be the Lord's will, man. It's like the Holy Spirit offering this thing to me. So I get home and I, I protect Beth. I just wipe me out a slice 
And then I give the rest of it to Andrew and Cassandra, and they take it home so it's out of the house. And I eat that slice, and Beth didn't get none, so I took care of her. But, but, uh, but you got if, if the Holy Spirit is in something here, he's sitting here, and, and the Holy Spirit, uh, he can't make you do anything. He don't make the offer. The lady made the offer yesterday. Here is this. She goes, and you'll love this thing. I, she was like Satan, I think, really. She was tempting me beyond what I could deal with. And I mean, it's chocolate all over the top. Well, anyways, I mean, but you got the offers made. Now, you can take the offer or not. I could have walked away and not got it for five bucks. But I took it. And as soon as I got home, there was conflict. But, but that's what happens. You know, when you get saved, when you pick up that offer, there's always a conflict going on. If the Lord God Almighty can't get their attention. Now, here's what I want to say. I am so tired of people blaming somebody else or the church for people not living for Jesus Christ. It is not my responsibility nor the church's responsibility to bend over and cow down and act like something that I'm not supposed to act like so that somebody else will get what they're supposed to get and come in. It never was that way for me. And most people I know that serve in Jesus Christ today, it wasn't that way for them. You know what they did? They heard and they were willing to follow. If they're not willing to follow, I think, Lord, give me a verse a long time ago, great verse. After the first or second admonition, reject them as a heretic. Stinking, filthy heretics. No, that's not necessarily heretic, heretic. But you can't make, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. You ever heard some of those old sayings? You can't force anybody to do anything. What you can do is make the offer. All I am here to do is make the offer. Uh, you may not like, I, it doesn't tell you anything what Eliezer looked like. He could have just looked with no tooth, no snarly old beard. He could have looked like John the Baptist. I don't have no idea. And he's going to walk up to Rebecca and say, hi. My man. Now, the gold and silver and stuff, that probably made a big deal impression. But, I mean, if somebody came up with you with 10 camels, would you just jump on one, ladies, and just say, let's go? Today, they've got everybody afraid that if a guy walks up or a girl, I mean, really now, it's, even girls walk up to guys, it's dangerous. Uh, you never know what's going to happen. But the Lord can't make him. He can't. Uh, if the Lord God Almighty can't, I got wrote this note down. If the Lord God Almighty can't get their attention and they see him as he is and follow him as they see him, then they are following the man. And as soon as a man messes up, they'll quit. That's what's wrong with everybody is they come into a church and they start following a man instead of Jesus Christ. And when something happens to that man or that woman, they quit. Why? Because that person failed. And so the relationship between them and Christ was never developed the way it should have been. They had a relationship with a person. And when that person messes up, then they blame everything on that relationship there, which was the wrong relationship. The relationship needs to be over here. My job isn't to get you to like me. I don't care if you like me or you don't. It really doesn't matter to me one bit. My job is to say, hey, what, this is the best I can. You know what? Sometimes what you'll find out in the Bible, Lord, Lord puts stuff on people that it's the burden. If you ever want to be a preacher, you better think about that thing. There's a burden that's going to be placed on you and some things you're going to see that just makes no sense in this planet. Uh, the average person, you hear me talk about sports all the time. That's where people's lives are. Uh, there are cars or, or houses or planes or whatever it is. I don't care what it is. Vacations. Who cares what it is? Uh, when you really look at all that stuff, now this is just me. This is me. This is me. Uh, that stuff to me is like a waste of time. All of it. All of it. 
I do it, I do it, I go out and buy stuff and sell it to make money so I can pay my bills. So one of these days I'm going to die and hopefully I won't leave Beth with a mess. But when you sit there and look at all that stuff, I mean, I, I like living life by the moment, just by the moment. And whatever happens right now is what happens, and, and I have fun doing that. Uh, to plan all this stuff out and go out there and do it, here's just why I hate vacations. Because you plan it for a year, you save all your money, you spend all your money, it's over in a week, and you're done. And now all you can do is look back on it, and you're broke. I, used to, I remember the first time we got underway in the Navy on a ship, and we went out for six months. I thought I was going to die, literally. I thought I was going to die. Six months. <laughs> I'm going to be away from all this. I never realized that what that was was nothing anyways. But I had to get out in the ocean for six months to figure out that that right there was a waste of time. Uh, that's just part of life moment by moment. You know what life is? It's right now, this moment. Abraham is sitting there getting this thing. And if a person doesn't see God for who he is, then they'll never learn to live in the moment with him and enjoy life. I've had 43 good years with Jesus Christ. I have, I mean, great years. I, I'm tickle pink. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm getting fed up with people who, who want to use God for their purposes, but then when it comes down to where it doesn't meet their needs anymore, they chunk him. Well, when you chunk him, you chunk me. I'm, I'm just, I'm done, man. I'm done with that. Uh, I, I, here's a church. You know what? You know what? You, uh, now, here's you guys. You guys get the, you feel like the brunt of everything. You, this is really the brunt. I love all you guys. But you're here on Sunday morning. Those that aren't here, you know why they're not here? Because they chose to do something else. Do whatever you want to do. Don't matter. This is, the, this is where I want to be, and these are the people I want to be with. That's what I like doing. And if you don't want to be here, fine. But you guys are here. But I, I sit there a long time ago and said, no, Lord, I want to be with you. You know, he didn't have to ask me to follow him. I just followed enough trash in this world to know I'm done with that. See, some of us have never done that. I sit on my back porch. I sit there. And I looked in the sky, man. You can Wait till you get to heaven and ask him. Ask him. There was three steps on my porch, and I was sitting here on my back porch, and my dog was right here. And I was looking at the sky. I said, if this is life, if this is life, before I got saved, I said, if this is life, then get me out of here now. I'm 22 years old. I do not want to go any further in this world like this. Now, brother, I had, I had a 62 Chevy 2 Nova. I had a 63 Chevy 2 Nova. SS's. Not just Nova's, SS's. I had a 65 Chevy 2 Nova SS. I had a 68 Camaro uh, SS 302 four-speed Muncie. Nice. White stripes, blue, little fin on the back. Nice car, man. Nice car. 67, uh, 68 Mustang with the little blinkers in the, in the hood. I had a house. I, it was my own. I bought it. It was mine. 22 years old. I had everything I possibly wanted. I was miserable. I worked two jobs a day, eight hours a day. I wasn't a lazy bum. My dad never taught me to be lazy. I didn't know he taught me to work either. I just thought that's what you're supposed to do. You know what's wrong with us? You don't realize what you're supposed to do. You say, I ain't got enough money. Get another job. Get two of them. I had two. I'd get up and go to work at 7.30, 8 o'clock every morning, American Air Filters. Uh, that's after I worked everywhere else. I said, forget all the other places. I'm going to get a real job. Steal. American Air Filters till 4, get off at 4, go across town to steel fabricators and work from uh, 5 to midnight every night. You say, why'd you do that? Didn't have nothing else to do. It really wasn't the money. I, I mean, I had all the money I needed. It's just something to do. So I got me another job. 
And I just kept working. And then I realized, I, uh, I was talking to uh, uh, Travis's wife, Michaela, and she said she was changing jobs and someday. I probably shouldn't say that because if it gets out, you're in trouble. But uh, I looked at her and said, good. She actually thanked me after we got done talking. Uh, I said, yeah, try something. If you don't like it, quit it. Go get something else. Keep doing it till you find what you like. And then put everything you got into what you like. And then if, if you put everything you got in your life, when the Lord's ready to use, he'll make you hate that too. <laughs> That's what he did for me, man. He gave me everything I ever wanted, and then I, he didn't even make me hate it. I'm like, why would you do that? But you know what? He never had to beg me to follow him. If I got to beg somebody to follow Jesus Christ, then I, oh, you know what I'm doing? I'm wasting my time on that person constantly trying to beg them to do what they're supposed to do. Good. You don't want my Jesus? You don't want me. See you later. Bye. I like Jesus. He said, let the dead bury the dead. I'm thinking, that's a weird verse. I said, why would the Lord Jesus Christ say that? Because there's a bunch of dead things around people. And, and if you don't watch out, you'll surround yourself with dead things, and those dead things will drag you down. You ever carried a dead body? I was a pallbearer, man. I mean, you put six people around a casket. I think they put weights in the bottom of those caskets to even make it worse. But, I mean, even a casket gets heavy. You, it's just a dead thing. You're attached. Any one person lets go of that casket. Six people to ma manage a dead person. I still think you should put it on wheels, man. Let Roll that sucker out there. I mean, why in the world? It's well, because of people. We got to so see. Y'all are going to look at this. This guy's insin, in, in, uh, insincere. He's just cold-hearted. No. No, you know, you attach yourself to the casket, and if you let go of that casket, you're going to hurt the other six people. Or the other five. I think there should be 12 people around that thing. So a couple people can walk away anytime they want. But you know what happens? Dead things take... So why would the Lord say that? Because sometimes we surround ourselves with dead things, and then we get emotionally wrapped up in these dead things, and we think that these dead things are going to solve our problems. They don't solve your problems at all. Verse 9, the servant put his hand under Abraham's thigh of his master and swearing to him concerning the matter. He said, I'll do it. Then, then Isaac does something, or uh, Eliezer does something. Never mentions the servant's name here, by the way. It just says the servant. It's Eliezer. That's who it is. Uh, and you would think that uh, a good servant of the Lord never needs acknowledgement. Uh, so many times what we need is acknowledgement. We need, we need to know that this is, I've done good, I've done good, I've done good. Well, then you just got your reward. Uh, a good servant doesn't need acknowledgement. Paul never needed acknowledgement. He must have been a Sigma, Sigma uh, male, too. Uh, he never needed an acknowledgement. You know what he did? He just did what he was supposed to do. Uh, if, if anybody could write and speak, Paul would have been that person. But he said he's rude, man. He's rude. Uh, Paul was, I like, I like the way Paul talked, man. He called him all kind of people. He called everybody everything. I like Jesus, man. You, you, woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, he used to call them hypocrites. Uh, and people say, well, that's not very nice. Charles Stanley wouldn't say that. Adrian Rogers would, I think they would too, in the right, in the right context they would. He takes, uh, verse 10 says, And the servant took ten camels uh, of the camels of his master and departed. Uh, he went out there and chose what he wanted. He loaded up what he needed. He did it. He didn't really know what he's doing. Ten is the number of Gentiles. Ten is a Gentile number. Uh, you know what he's doing? He's getting ready to go get his little bride. Man, I didn't get as far as I wanted to. For all the goods of, of his masters were in his hand. You know everything's in your hand, by the way? There, there is nothing held back from you from God. We limit the most high. We do it in our lifestyle. 
when we choose our lifestyle, we limit what he can do to us. Don't get mad because God is using somebody else more than he's using you. Check yourself out and see what you're doing that's preventing him from doing for you what he's doing for somebody else. We compare ourselves among men, which we should never do. You should look at yourself and say, wait a minute, I got a Bible, it's a mirror. I'm, I'm sitting here looking at myself. What is this thing doing to me? But anyways, I'll go on. He, gets, he goes uh, go to get a bride. He's got a, a purpose. He's going to go get... Isaac is now back at home with his dad. His dad Abraham and Isaac are sitting there. The father and the son are sitting there. The Holy Ghost done went to get the bride. And he's going to bring the bride back. But the bride has to want to come because she wants to come. If she don't want to come, then she ain't going to come. I'll say this. I got three minutes because he's going to ring the bell in two. Hopefully I'll get done in two and I won't get wrong. You got the bell this morning? He's got the bell, man. Watch this. Rebecca is a Gentile. Remember that. This picture, when you read your Old Testament, you're reading types of stuff happening. And so many people, uh, they get mad at, you know what, you'll hear people all the time, they'll say, well, uh, this person's that, this person, and they're, I've been, I was called a Ruckmanite. I, I'm, I, that's an honor, man. That's an honor. I didn't really do, uh, to even be brought up to that level where somebody would think I was, they didn't even know. And the young man asked me, he says, what's a Ruckmanite, by the way? He goes, everybody who calls you a Ruckmanite, I ask him what the Ruckmanite is. He goes, but... They can't tell me. They say, oh, 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 no, they're just throwing names out. Anybody who throws names out and slanders people, they have no idea what they're talking about. He said, so I'm coming to you. What is a Ruckmanite? A Ruckmanite is somebody who believes the Bible. So if you believe the Bible, you're a Ruckmanite. Even if, if you believe the Bible before he was born, that makes you still a Ruckmanite, I guess. Uh, I, I know way too many people who believe the Bible, the Word of God. But Rebecca's a Gentile. She marries the seed. Isaac is the seed. He brings the Gentile into that seed. Uh, you got Rahab the harlot. She's a harlot. If I need to go into that anymore, then come and talk to me later. I'll tell you exactly what that is. Rahab the harlot got into the bloodline, and next thing you know, Boaz pops out of that thing, and it comes down the road, and then Ruth comes into that thing, and she's a Moabite. Oh, God, don't know. He brings the Gentiles into this thing. And then Boaz and Ruth get together, have some kids, and down the road, David pops out of that thing, and he gets Bathsheba and brings her into this thing. I'm telling you what, brother, when you get down to all this stuff, you end up down the road and then Mary comes out and Jesus comes out of that bloodline and God knows exactly what he's doing. That seed is being protected all the way down. Satan's trying to destroy it. So she marries the seed, which stands for Jesus. So when, when uh, she's the bride, she's the bride. She's called out to leave her country and kinfolk. You know what happens when you get saved? You're called to leave your family. Rats, man, listen to him. Somebody go over and take that bell away from him. <laughs> Whose side are y'all on anyways? Right behind him, ladies. Ladies, take him out, man. He's, he's old. He, he, he can't move. He just do this. <laughs> she is called out to leave her country and kin, folks. You know, when you get saved, uh, a, a thing comes inside of you called the Holy Spirit, and your soul, uh, which is attached to your flesh, gets separated and now all of a sudden, your, your spirit that was dead from the days of Adam and Eve comes back to life, and the Holy Spirit takes your soul and your spirit, and he wraps himself around him and protects him forever. You're different than what this world is. Uh, you're called out of this thing anymore. You should know what you are. You're not part of this thing anymore. We still strive to be part of this thing so much that we don't understand who we are, and, and then we wonder why nothing happens the way it should. Uh, she inherits Sarah's blessing. She gets that thing from, from she pulls into this thing, and Abraham and Sarah uh, have all this stuff, and when they go off the wayside, they get it. It moves to them. Uh, she has faith to believe without sight. She never got to see Isaac. 
She just trusted what God, the Holy Spirit, was doing in her heart. It wasn't, it wasn't Eliezer who she was trusting. It was the Lord she was trusting. Uh, she had faith. She accepted an offer made by another. That's all salvation is. You accept an offer. Uh, Rebecca, will you go with this man? Back porch in Louisville, Kentucky, 1980. Somehow, that offer got into my head, and I, I looked at the Lord sitting on that back porch. I said, that night, I remember, I said, Lord, you're getting the worst deal here. I mean, you're getting a bad deal. Uh, I still, I could go sit on a porch in my house, and I could sit on the back porch and say the exact same thing today that I said then. I told you you got a bad deal 43 years ago, and you still got the bad deal. Uh, for what I got and what you got, I think you got the worst end of this deal. Uh, but she accepted the offer that was made to her, and she goes voluntarily with him. Now, brethren, if, if you have to force somebody to serve Jesus Christ, uh, what you're going to do is one of these days, if you go off to the wayside, they'll go back doing what they want to do. If they serve him because they want to, then that means they know him. If they don't serve him because they want to, then there's a problem with the relationship they have. Didn't say they don't have a relationship. I didn't say they weren't saved. There's a problem with that relationship, and that's what needs to be worked on. Uh, the items given to her, which is cool, and I'm done right here. I'm already one minute over, and, and I'm going to get uh, ostracized or something. But he puts earrings and bracelets on her. He gives the bride gold. Now, at the uh, White Throne, or the Judgment of Christ, you get... There's no wood hand stubble here, by the way. This lady don't get none of that. What she does is she gets gold, silver, precious stones. Doesn't say anything about uh, silver and precious stones, but she's going to get some of that too. But there's no wood hand stubble here. That young lady is, is looking at Isaac, or Eliezer, which is a type of the Holy Ghost, and she gets gold. And she willingly, willingly follows sight unseen Eliezer to go back to marry somebody no pictures. They don't have their little stinking phone where they can bring him. Oh, he looks like this. And they can doctor it to make him look better, take some of the tummy away and all that other stuff. No, 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 no. They, none of this. Will you go on one of my camels? And she says, let's go, man. I'm out of here. Now, brethren, that's, that's salvation. That is, that is what we should be doing. We should want to follow Jesus Christ no matter what. Father, thank you for your blessings this morning. I do thank you for the story all through the Bible, but this one especially, Lord, what a blessing.